What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Joe Jesse, and you're listening to the Truth Pace Podcast, episode lucky number seven. And today, can we just all take a step back and enjoy what LeBron James is doing right now? I mean, can we stop talking bad and talking down on the man and just enjoy the greatness that is LeBron James? We're going to get into that. And then, of course, another story, this one coming from San Diego, California, of probably one of the craziest club nights that I had ever been to. For all you guys who have subscribed, I appreciate it. And all of you listening, shout out to you. Hope you continue to listen. Share this out to your friends, family, loved ones. Let them listen. Because it's nothing but truth when you're listening to Truth Pace. Brush that. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Truth Paste Podcast. LeBron Raymond James. LeBron James. LeBron James. I mean, can we stop talking about this man already? Can we rename the NBA Finals the LeBron James Sweepstakes? Sometimes you win. Sometimes he wins. It ain't like Vegas. Vegas was more like Michael Jordan. The house always wins. (laughs) Undefeated. Never lost. But we're not going to get into that talk. Can we just stop talking about the man not being clutch? Can we stop talking about the man not being able to produce in moments where he needs to step up? Can we stop talking about the man being a bitch, a crybaby, a sucker? Can we get over him leaving Cleveland the first time? Can we get over that? Can we just watch this man play basketball and enjoy what it is we're seeing in front of us? Why is that so difficult with him? I don't know what it is. People, for some reason, do not like LeBron James. And I can't seem to figure it out. Three NBA championships. Three NBA Finals MVPs. Four NBA season MVPs. Two gold medals. All-time playoff scorer. Like, come on. 14-time All-Star. Three-time All-Star MVP. Do I need to go on? Like, the man is hooping. He's hooping. And I can't seem to understand why people don't like him. Never gotten into any trouble. Off the court. Or on the court, Really. He's done nothing but try to support his community and his people. He's been an incredible role model for his two sons and and little daughter. Married his high school sweetheart. Loves his mama so much that all of us know who his mama is. 
It's different. It's totally different. People don't seem to like LeBron James. And I don't know why. Why can't we just sit and and watch greatness? The man is arguably the greatest player alive. And even if you say Michael Jordan is the greatest player, okay. If he's number two, well then goddamn it, why can't you enjoy watching the number two greatest player to ever play basketball play basketball without you being critical and hating on? You see the squads he's been having. You see how that hairline's been fading. Cut my man some slack. He's out here doing the most. He knows he's on national television. Probably the most popular athlete in the world right now. Male pattern baldness is not... That's undefeated player. You're going to have to go the Kobe route and just go down to like a one or a half. Because that one and a half ain't working for you, pimp. That two ain't working for you. I know you want waves. But it's time to let that go. Kind of like how a lot of y'all need to let it go. Enjoy LeBron James and his greatness. Enjoy LeBron James single-handedly. Take a bunch of players that teams were willing to get rid of to the NBA Finals. Tristan Thompson, Kyle Korver, J.R. Smith. Battle-tested. Kevin Love, battle-tested. Even though he's always injured, but they're battle-tested. They've been there before. They've been in the trenches. You add in Jordan Clarkson, who at some point needs to figure out that he needs to just start balling. Young man, start hooping. Larry Nance Jr. is starting to figure out how he can contribute. Jeff Green is now in the picture. And someone you have to worry about on offense. Like, come on. Like, he's putting it all together. My man is a magician. Game seven. At home or on the road, LeBron James is a monster. How can you not appreciate these performances in game seven? LeBron James in game seven is one of the greatest things to watch. Matter, you know, matter of fact, 2006, Cavs versus Pistons, 27 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists. Took a L. Two years later, Cavs versus Celtics, Game 7, 45, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. Cavs took a L by 5. 2012, Celtics vs. Heat, 31 points, 12 rebounds, 2 assists, on the road, or he get the Heat get the W. 2013, Heat vs. the Pacers, Eastern Conference Finals, 32 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. 2013, same season. NBA Finals, Game 7, 37 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists. 2016, Game 7, Cavs vs. Warriors, 27 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists. This season, 
45 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Last night, what was it, 35 points, 15 rebounds, 9 assists? Come on, man. For real. He's, he's, how can you not enjoy what you're watching? Nine NBA Finals appearances, eight Finals appearances in a row. In a row. That means for eight years, it didn't matter who was on LeBron James' team, they were going to the finals. It didn't matter. They was going. Everyone wants to have a conversation about if they, you know, how he's only won three. Okay. Cool. That can be the, yeah, he's only won three. So Jordan's better than him. All right. So what? Is that not greatness? The man gets there. Whether he is able to defeat whoever is there lets you know who's the better team or not. But the mere fact that he's able to get them there year in, year out. My man played 46 minutes in game six, 48 minutes in game seven. He didn't take a break unless it was commercial. There wasn't a chance he was going to let that game slip away. I forgot who it was that said it, but someone said that LeBron James' presence on the court, just his mere presence being in the game is enough to intimidate some players from doing what it is that they naturally do. That's a mind game right there. Game six, LeBron looked tired. Or wait, was it a uh, game five? I think it was game five in Boston. My guy looked exhausted. Exhausted. Game seven, he didn't look that tired. He came ready to play. And the conversation was easy first half. He needs to be more aggressive. He needs to shoot more. He needs to look he needs to attack. He needs to look to get to the line. He needs to do this. He needs to do that. He needs to stop passing to his teammates. Look, man, that's the right play. They're open. Second half, that shit started working for him. Jeff Green got loose. J.R. Smith started knocking down a couple shots. Kyle Korver hit some big shots in moments that were absolutely needed. And really, the Celtics just imploded. Couldn't hit a shot from three. But LeBron James controlled a lot of that game, man. Despite who they're playing in the NBA Finals, as the game has just started, you can't help but wonder what it's going to be like when LeBron James retires. Is it at that moment people are going to be like, you know what, damn. He was incredible. But it's sad because at that point, he's gone. And there will never be another LeBron James. There will never be another player with as much scrutiny from the age of 17 
to the age that he is now. But the level of expectation thrust on his shoulders and not only only living up to the expectation, but realistically exceeding expectation. Because in reality, most of us would implode under that kind of pressure. He lived up to it. Everyone said that he was going to be the greatest basketball player alive. Well, shit. Even if he wasn't, getting second place is pretty fucking incredible. If Michael Jordan is number one, and you're able to make it to number two, and the conversation is if you should be number one, as opposed to being number two, yeah, homie. It's greatness. So for all of you, naysayers, LeBron James haters, I ask you, during this NBA Finals, just watch and enjoy how this man plays basketball. Whatever feelings or emotions you have about him personally, let that shit go. Let that go. Enjoy this man as a magician on the basketball court. Because what he's doing is absolutely incredible. For those of us who have played basketball and have played basketball at a high level, there's a certain level of respect and admiration that comes with LeBron James. Because you understand how difficult it is to do what, he, what it is that he's doing from a stat point of view. Physically, it is difficult to score 35 points, grab 15 rebounds, and dish out 9 assists while playing all 48 minutes on Game 7. Physically, that is difficult. So we understand that. Even if it was just Game 1 and you brought that out, then yeah, that was probably a hot night. You do that in Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals after already playing 82 games, being in, I think, your 15th season? Huh. Y'all need to appreciate this, man. It is incredible to watch someone of this caliber excel at their sport. It's like watching Messi... It's like watching Ronaldo. It's like watching Tiger. It's like watching Venus. All of these players that some could arguably say are number one or number two at their sport. Ever. When you think about that and you start thinking, damn. Am I going to miss out on the greatness of LeBron James because I couldn't get out of the way of my own opinion and pride? Enjoy greatness before it's gone. Because when it's gone, it never comes back. Brush it. What's up? Welcome back. Uh, you know what? 
I've been thinking about all these stories that I could tell and some of them good, some of them dangerous. This one I thought was the one I should share because it's so dynamic. So I'm, I think I'm eight, I'm 19 years old and I go out to San Diego. All of my dad's side is from San Diego. My dad is originally from San Diego, California. So that's like a second home for me. So I'm out in San Diego with my cousins. My sister is out there too. And uh, all of my cousins out there, we're all, we're all relatively around the same age. My sister and I are kind of on the younger end, but we're all relatively within like four or five years. Like the difference, if there's like eight of us, the gap from the oldest to the youngest is probably only like, I don't know, like 10 years, right? And that is probably about seven years. So we're all relatively around the same age. So when there's an opportunity for all of us to go hang out together, we all go and do it. So that's what this night was. So we went to this club. I forget the name of the club, but all I remember is that it was affectionately referred to as work that twerk that that wasn't the name of the club i think that was just the name of the night but when but we knew about work that twerk that like we knew what it was we knew all about work that twerk that so me and my sister are like all right bet let's do it we're gonna go to work that twerk that now me and her we weren't 21 all the other cousins they were already 21 but there was an 18 and upside so it's like okay cool that's why all of us can go so we go to the club and we're there, we're chilling, it's packed, like, it's super packed in there, and this is the hood club, you know what I mean, like, which is perfect, because they playing the right music, you know what I mean, the drinks are super strong, you know what I mean, the environment is what it is, but at the same time, this club is occupied by a lot of gang members, right, there's a lot of gang activity in this club, particularly with I, I want to say it was Lincoln Park was it Lincoln I think Lincoln Piru were the ones that were running the club at that time and uh that you just got to be mindful of, so first things first you got to be mindful of what you come wearing in that motherfucker because it might be a problem right so that first things first so I wore black keeping it neutral keeping it easy right so it's just one this just to give you an idea of the type of club we were going to so we get there and it's packed and the way that they determine if you get to go on the 21 and upside is a wristband right but it's not like the the ones that are hard as shit to get off like these are just the ones that if you got a like a, a gentle hand a steady hand you can kind of peel it off and then throw it back on, but then fold it to look like it's brand new. They weren't really checking to see if it was brand new or not. So my cousins went and got one. And they would talk, you know what I'm saying, to the person at the door or whatever. So then they spend about 15, 20 minutes in there, come back later. And they'd be like, oh, uh, I, you know, I lost my, um, you know, my wristband. Um, you know, can I get another one? You know, most of the time, you know, they'd be like, oh, yeah, no problem. They just, you know, give them another one. They slide it to one of us, right? So, boom, me and my sister, we get into the 21 and upside. So, we're sparked. So, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're, you know, we're in here. I'm 19. I, you know, I'd already been 
drinking because I'd been to Vancouver, Canada, where the drinking age is 19. So it wasn't new to me. But at the same time, like it is in the United States, like we snuck in here. So we're in there. I'm in there with my cousins. We're chilling, having a good time, drinking. Everything's cool. Like I'm there with my big cousins, you know, my cousin Stevie, Shayla was there. Um, our friend Randall was there. Andre was there. Um, my cousin Natasha was there. Al, she was there. Like it was, a, it was a situation. We was in there, you know. My cousin James, Hannah, they were in there. Like it was a really good time. Like it was a big family event. We do this every so often, but it's rare when we get to do this. So when we get to do this, like it's a lot of fun. Like the New Year's Eve story when we did this is one hell of a story not my brightest moment um not at to say the least but <clears throat> so we're in the club we're chilling it's probably you know 1 a.m uh or you know probably 12 45 1 a.m all the dancing is happening over on the 18 and upside the 21 and upside is essentially just a bar and kind of like boots so i'm going out there just you know kind of see what's out there and um I for is it? I think it was Two Step. Who does that song? Two Step, Two Step. Don't watch me Two Step. I don't know who. I can't remember who does that song. But that song came on, and there's a countdown in that song, and it's like four, three, two, two, right? And so when I did the three, four, three, two, when I did the three, I didn't do a three with my thumb and pinky I did a three with my index and thumb and my <laughs> uh, my hand was up like I'm, I'm counting down like everybody else is right my hand is up my cousin sees me do that he snatches my wrist so damn fast and pulls my arm down he said nigga what are you doing I said oh I forgot oops that's the wrong sign to show <laughs> to show in this club. Like that just to give you another idea of what kind of environment <laughs> I was in. Right? And so we go back to the 21 side and the club is getting ready to, to get out. It's probably like 1.15. And we're trying to figure out what we're gonna do next. Normally, uh we go to like Denny's, grab some food, and then everyone just, you know, goes their separate ways and goes home. All of a sudden, like, I'm on the 18 upside. All of a sudden, a fight breaks out, right? Between these two dudes. Whoop, whoop, whoop. One dude gets slept. Bow. I'm standing, like, right. Like, if, you know when a fight breaks out in a club, a big-ass, it's like when it, you drop something in the ocean and that ripple just gets bigger and bigger. Like, that's what happened. I'm on, I'm the ripple, though. Like, I'm on the outside. Like, I'm ringside to this fight that's happening right now. My cousin, Andre, who's smaller than me, right, is standing in front of me like a barricade, like boxing me out just to make sure like nothing happens to me, right? But uh, the funny thing about Andre is like, if you, people, people often test Andre because of how he looks. He looks like the type of nigga that reads comic books, right? Like he looks like the type of nigga that like loves anime cartoons and he does but i promise you he is also the type of nigga to put those hands on you right like a lot of people try to test andre and he puts hands on him right so like 
he's he's not he's not shy from the smoke whatsoever. So he's willing to put himself in front of me if someone wants if like it gets too crazy and he's got to throw hands. Like he's just that type of nigga. So I'm watching the we're watching the fight um, kind of go on and there's like an exit door towards the back and it's kind of spilling out through that exit door. And I'm telling Dre, like, we got to get out of here. Like, let's go. Like, this is like, one, I know, I'm like, this shit is crazy. Two, I know what kind of environment we're at. And this shit might get really crazy. And three, we need to get out of here. And where are all the girl cousins, right? So, like, where's my sister, Shayla, Natasha, Alshi? Like, where are they? Are they good? So, we're like, yeah, they're good. Okay, so we wait a little bit as the, like, the, the melee spills outside so then we go outside now the way the club is set up i want you to imagine a street right like a block and i want you to imagine a barricade on one side of the street across the street is another barricade fenced barricade right so all it is is like an empty street as if it were like a parade right that's what's in front of this club and they've got two they got three barricades long on both sides right so you just got this empty space and then you've got um a separate barricade that's cutting it off right so i don't know if this was like for i think this might have been for like valet parking people would pull up there and then they would go valet their cars like i don't really know what that little space was for maybe it was like for overflow but it was empty right i step outside and this shit has gotten much bigger It's not just two people fighting now. It's like 10 people fighting right now. All over the place. I'm standing there with my cousin Andre. This dude, this dude is running down the middle of the street all alone, right? I don't know what's going on. This dude is running down that street like the parade street all alone. Someone hops the barricade and just fucking sucker punches the shit out of this guy and drops him out of nowhere i'm like what the hell is going on out here there's a fight going on over here there's a fight going on over there there's a fight going on in front of me in the street then all of a sudden this big ass dude comes running up next to me and he's just like oh my dead homie i'll see anybody right now and i'm like oh my god I'm about to get fucked up right now. I'm like seven feet away. I'm, I, if he were to extend his arm and I were to extend his arm, I, we could probably just about touch fingers, right? And he's, he's a large man. This gentleman is probably about six, three, easily, easily 225 pounds. And he's just like, on uh, my on my dead homie, I'll see anybody right now. That's on Pyro. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm trying to be invisible. I'm trying my best to be invisible right now because I feel like if this man sees me, it's the challenge that he's going to accept. I am not putting out a challenge. I want no smoke. I don't know what's going on out here. This shit is getting crazy. And so I'm like, yeah, ho- yeah, big homie. I, yeah, homie, I hear you. 
I hear you got it. You got it, big. You got it, big homie. I'm just like, man. I'm pushing my cousin Dre. Like, hey, man, come on, man. We gotta go. we gotta go this way. We gotta get the fuck out of here. Like, he like he's doing he's doing what like what would be called like peacocking. Like, he's got his chest puffed up. He's got everybody. Everybody knows this flex. He's got his chest puffed up. He's got his arms. He's got his arms, elbows out. Right, right, right. Wrist, wrist cross, and he's flexing his shoulders and chest hella hard. Right, just trying to get hella big and hella puffy like that. That's what he's doing right there. But he's huge. He's a big ass dude. Like he's the type of he's the type of dude that security is looking like. I hope we don't have to deal with him tonight because he's he's that big of a guy. And I'm just like, man, please, please don't see me so we get out of there and now like the fu- the chaos is still going on in the street like there's a fight still going on in the street and i don't know what like what's going on all of a sudden you just hear a like someone break a, a car glass window i'm just like jesus christ we gotta get out of here like where is stevie stevie drove like where is stevie we gotta get the fuck out of here like we're waiting on stevie i'm calling stevie stevie's not answering i'm calling shayla to see where my sister is because my sister rode with shayla shayla's like don't answer i call my sister shayla's fighting because shayla's friend got hit so shayla gotta defend her friend shit getting crazy i'm like oh my god what is going on out here and then all of a sudden like it kind of dies down like for just a second for just like just like 10 seconds it kind of just calms down one one thousand two one thousand three one thousand it's almost like it's over four one thousand five one thousand and just it almost feels like like whatever is out of everyone's system, six one thousand, seven one thousand, eight one thousand is finally good, and everybody can go home. Nine one thousand, ten one thousand, and all of a sudden, this dude comes running across the street to this car full of girls and punches this broad square in the jaw. And me and my cousin are standing there like, what the fuck is going on out here? Like we're like we're in shock, right? And then the uh the dude's homeboys come and grab him and they're like, that's a female. What are you doing, nigga? That's a female. And I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy. They grab him, throw him in a van, slide the door and take off. And I'm like, what is what is going on? What is going on? I didn't sign up for all of this. We run to the car. The car in front of us had its back window blown out. They had stolen shit in his car. Luckily, my cousin's car wasn't broken into. He didn't really have anything to take because he put everything in the trunk. But his shit wasn't broken into. But God damn. God damn. That was one hell of a night at work that twerk that. <laughs>